0: Alright BizzleCast listeners, welcome to Bizzle's Daily Rebels, where I drop a commentary for an episode of Star Wars Rebels each day. If you want to hear more about how all of this works and where it came from, you should go to the first episode. Otherwise, I'm going to have you queue up the episode and count us into it. I always advise people to put subtitles on, maybe some ambient sound so you can hear a little bit of the music and uh, sound effects. I'm going to count us down three to one, and when I say go, you should hit play, and it will align perfectly with the episode. So thank you so much for listening. Get your media files, DVDs, Blu-rays queued up to the beginning, and I'm about to count us down. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Alrighty, here we go. Star Wars Rebels Episode 4 Fighter Flight. It's the second regular episode following the, the two-part Spark of uh, Rebellion premiere. So the last episode ended with Kanan saying, your Jedi training starting, but it's going to be a little while now before either he or I should say before he and Ezra Get a groove going.
1: <laughs> and it's just Chopper screwing with his uh his mind. <laughs> hey, <mean>. Sabine <laughs> This is great. <laughs> Nothing gets past you, kid. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> That's important though, the
1: inspiration. You think he's just flirting, but she takes him up on it. But not in the way, thanks. I almost wish, I definitely don't want him and Sabine to get together. That would never
0: work or make sense, unless there's a big age jump coming. <laughs>
1: These three are always fighting each other. But uh, I, 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 it would humanize Ezra a little bit
0: in the more recent seasons for him to still have a thing for Sabine, I think. Because 80% of the time, he's like a better Jedi than Kanan is, and Kanan doesn't even know how to teach him, which is interesting most of the time. And 20% of the time, it looks like he's going to the dark side or being kind of whiny.
1: Inspiration. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, she immediately changes her mind. She's
1: like, I do have inspiration, these two idiots. So, uh, Lesant uh, has, a, I
0: think, four giant toes on each foot, but they're, they're opposable toes, so he really has, like, four hands, even though he walks upright, obviously,
1: which is great. I like that they don't ever make him walk like a gorilla. But he can, you know. Save people uh, by grabbing them with his foot. Here's a mom giving a little tough love.
0: <laughs> and, uh, right, so the MacGuffin here is the, uh that she wants a piece of meluron fruit. Uh, Mei has, becomes a running gag in this show, and we hear about meluron's in the books. now. It's, it's great. It all comes together. You no, know? and she gives them an impossible task that'll force them to problem-solve together. I mean, it's, you know, she is the perfect leader. There's a reason why she goes from being the head of a pirate crew to a captain, I mean, a captain in name, but a commander in in responsibility, and respect in the rebellion to General Syndulla and Rogue One to God knows what
1: in the Battle of Endor. I'm assuming. So this character both looks and sounds like
0: a character from an RPG. I bet if I checked his credits, he would be in like uh, Skyrim and stuff like that. But it totally works here. And that was my first instinct. I was like, when I saw Rebels, was that this whole show f- just visually felt like a combination of a Pixar movie and a video game. But you know what? Good Pixar movies and good video games,
1: pretty good. Put them together, add some Star Wars, some good writing. the economy of,
0: of animation and sound really becomes increasingly
1: apparent with each watching. Right. I love that they, they'll
0: shoot right in on Zeb's face. Melu So, there's no way, I mean, yeah, there's no way Hera could have known this would have happened, otherwise she would have given them another task. Although it ends up working perfectly. And I think they do get her one in the end. The gaining and losing of Melurons throughout the episode is great. And it it establishes how scared they are of Hera being disappointed. I mean, Zeb. Zeb will push anyone around. He has respect for Kanan. He likes fighting with Sabine. He hates Chomper. He hates most
1: other people. But Hera scares the crap out of him. He's trying to use the force. This is, yeah. I think the best line in the. He's going to fail
0: and Zip's going to laugh at him. I think the best line of the series for me, because it sums up an amazing relationship, the central relationship, and also sums up the force while making fun of the force, all in one tiny. Exchange is, uh, you know, a few episodes down. They need to mind control a uh, imperial, you know, junior imperial officer, a storm trooper grunt, and Ezra's like, "Let me try," and he tries to, you know, he says, "You will not do whatever," you know, the Jedi mind trick, and the stormtrooper's just like, "What? What the hell are you saying?" And Kanan has to sort of come in and do the Jedi mind trick, and he he Jedi mind tricks the stormtrooper. And uh, <laughs> goes, I man, I wish that would work for me. <laughs> and, and Freddie Prince Jr. as Caden just goes, I wish that would work on you. <laughs> uh, which, you know, he, he's saying that he's, he's frustrated, but he's kind of joking because he really loves the kid. He doesn't really want to mind trick him. But it's also a compliment because he's saying that, you know, even I could could never, you know, did I mind trick you? That's how powerful you are in the Force. It just says and does so much. I love come. I mean, that's a, such a Joss Whedon uh, I, line. You know, the, the type of line that Joss Whedon excels at are lines that seem funny the first time you hear it, but on repeat listenings you realize there's a lot of character building going on in those, those
1: you know, one-liners and quick exchanges. Oh, this is great. This is so fantastic.
0: And this is also a perfect example of how the show rewards you for sticking with it. They steal a tie fighter in their show. They put it to good effect. Then they lie by saying that they, you know, destroyed it to to bury the to destroy the evidence or whatever. When Hera gets mad at the very thought of, you know, attracting more attention to themselves. But they're laughing to each other at the end, as we'll see. So as the audience, we, we already know something's up. And then, of course, they, they, at the end of the season, they reveal that they kept it. Um, and it ends up helping them save Kanan with Sabine's masterpiece. There's nothing more satisfying than watching Zeb pick up bad guys by their heads and just throw them. (laughs) I always wonder how Lucas decided, oh, this is great, yeah, this is just full psychotic Zeb just shooting things. I always wonder how Lucas decided on the color of of lasers and lightsabers, right? So TIE Fighters have green lasers, the X-Wings have red lasers but the bad guys have red lightsabers and the good guys have green or blue lightsabers. I guess we've seen purple and white as well at this
1: point. Handheld lasers are generally that orangey-red color that we always see.
0: And it works well, because when you're seeing firefights on the ground, and and, and the, the laser color is the same both ways, you know, it that, that that's what warfare is like you know it's just bullets flying you don't know who's shooting who or which way it's going finally some realistic physics except it's unrealistic doing it on a planet a TIE fighter should, should do this all the time in space you know so when a TIE fighter is being chased by an X-Wing it doesn't have to like pull up and do like a three you know a moving 360. It can just use thrusters to f- to flip itself around immediately and do a 180. But whatever. But uh, but in the space battles, it's nice to see which colors which. So we, you know, because you you really want to linger on the
1: logistics of uh, of the space battles. And this is what's great about Star Wars. I mean, you know, so this is literally coming around... This is coming out
0: 37, uh... It was Ezra's idea. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Hera, uh, it seems bossy, but she knows what to pick her battles. And Sabine is mostly a good soldier, both literally and figuratively. And so
1: if the one thing is just that she likes to tag everything constantly, make it more colorful, is like, yeah, whatever. So as Kanan points out later on uh, in, the, in this series, the only way to really
0: train Ezra, um, and I think this is true about, for a lot of people,
1: is to put his life in danger and force him to use the force to save himself. And you know, Ezra being a survivor has always had to up his game being a survivor. Right, that with the kids gone so w- earlier when he was not directly threatened, he was trying to move something with the
0: force uh, and, and failed and Zeb was laughing at him but then when they were about to literally crash accidentally into uh, one of those stone encarpments,
1: escarpments um, he used the force or, or the force told him to, 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 for them to move
0: <laughs> he's taking better than I thought <laughs> do we have to? Right. Yeah. And this is great. The red. No, the blue, which. (laughs) It's the red and the blue. (laughs) Uh, It's funny to think whether they left the speaker on or Kanan just instinctively knew that they were lying and had no idea how to do it. (laughs) Don't do anything. don't do anything. It's reminiscent of a Princess Leia line to to Han Solo, you know. I was just trying to be helpful.
1: When has that ever helped anything? (laughs) So this guy gets captured,
0: and then they burn his farm, and then he gets forced, impressed into Imperial Service building stuff, and then he tries to sabotage it, And then Thrawn, just an example, makes him test his own (laughs) sabotaged equipment and he burns to death when the the speeder explodes while he's testing it. It's amazing. A Star Wars Rebels on Disney.
1: I mean, there's a lot of killing and death in, in this. I can't remember what was the first PG-13 Star Wars movie. Was it The Force Awakens? Did the Revenge of the Sith somehow manage to get a PG-13 rating? Or a PG rating, excuse me. And you know, J.J. Abrams in the very first
0: scene of uh, The Force Awakens made it known. Yep. There's going to be death,
1: you know, of good guys. And we're going to see it. And we see them just get straight up executed by Kylo Ren's thugs. Carabest, of course, is the catch-all curse word of the Lassat that the rest of them adopt and sold through performance. Definitely way better than Wizard. Oh, the the other the other great uh nod to,
0: to past Star Wars is the they bring in the sand line Sabine Where are they? I mean it must be a sandy a sandy planet of
1: some sort means just like ah, oh, sand it gets everywhere. <laughs> no, Revenge of the Sith was was PG thirteen. Had to be, but somehow Attack the Clones was PG. But yeah, I mean, the the uh the stuff at the end of Revenge of the Sith. There's no way you get away with that PG. That's not the tie you're looking for. <laughs> Uh, interestingly, the is two hours and twenty minutes, and only is a .5 lower rating than the uh, uh, the Force Awakens on IMDb. <laughs> Zeb calls himself Commander Meluron. very very uh, subtle, Zeb. And this is the other way uh, that Ezra is able to access his his force powers early
0: on is the fear of other people dying that he cares about
1: I mean Ezra really cares about everybody which is you know both his greatest strength and occasionally a weakness Ezra also thinks he can save everybody you know everything's like with Maul right saving the day so even though season three is pretty good and gets much better in the second half
0: uh was not a fan of the Ezra haircut I understand why they did it but his, his purple locks are so, are so pleasing to look at and I feel like so important to his character oh he reminds me of Aladdin that, that always was something that occurred to me you know uh, I mean, again, when you're getting d- Disneyfied, you know, even Star Wars is going to start showing some similarities to other Disney properties. But him being a street rat in the in the voice and the hair and and being a little bit more dark complected, I always felt like he was sort of a y which I, I think
1: helps me in liking him because I love Aladdin. May Lurons look like spiky mangoes? <laughs> you did all this for fruit. <laughs>
0: uh, it's like a Seinfeld line. Uh, Dave Filoni, the showrunner and creator, uh, talks about Lord of the Rings and uh,
1: Miyazaki, the the Japan, you know, the legendary Japanese animation creator movies like Princess Mononoke
0: and so forth as big influences on his uh, storytelling and, and,
1: and you know graphic design and everything oh, this is great yeah Ezra
0: knows the, you know he, exactly the space between the two
1: lasers he's just small enough to pull, pull himself in tight Here we go. This is you know, this is how we learn about the opposable feet. Opposable thumbs on
0: his feet. Zeb steering with his feet.
1: <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, that relationship won't last long. <laughs> He's a gunner. I mean look at the detail on Zeb's face, you know. The lines, the ridges. But this is it. Starting to reach out to one another. Make, you know.
0: Not only say what you mean 90% of the time, the other 10%, you know. Meet meet in the middle. Right, and this is their secret. This is the thing. I mean, even if if this was never resolved and we never found out that they they hid it, and that they kept it, and, you know, and it was just implied, it it does
1: so much for their relationship. Here's mom and dad, worried. Um, you know, it does so so much for the relationship that they were able to pull that prank together. Gee, man, forget about the fruit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they
0: barely sell this. I don't know if Kanan really buys it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's what I like to hear. It's it's safe to say that like uh Charut,
0: you know, and Yen's character in Rogue One. I I mean for me Diego Luna. Uh Ben Mendelssohn is critic in Rogue One. Um Kanan has become a uh, called favorite character, like Sabine, but I think even more so, because he's more of a more of a central character, and he's a Jedi. Um, I mean, Kanan is some people's favorite character in Star Wars, at least in the current running stuff.
1: You can't really compare him to Ray, and, and you know, and Kylo. I love the Sabine graffiti art of them. It's so over-the-top
0: cartoonish. And you could be like, eh, she's not a very good artist, but you know you know that she was intending that the whole time. And there they go, the crew. No bad guys. Uh, perspective in this one. I don't think we saw Kalos. All right. Well, I will see you next time for Rise of the Old Masters, which is the first major Jedi episode, the first major Cain and Ezra episode, the first episode that ties to the Clone Wars directly, uh, and the first major sort of, you know, quote-unquote plot episode. Um, So I really look forward to that one, and I will see you for Rise of the Old Masters. May the Force be with you. The Bizzle is out.